Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Gaming Gumbo, Ready Check Radio's uh, weekly gaming wrap-up podcast. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for show. We've got chat standing by. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to buzz through some new releases that are upcoming, some things that were announced. We're going to go through some movie stuff because Yod's on the show, and every week there's something in the show notes that's TV or movie related and it's like hey it's video games too all right fine y'all add it to the damn show we're gonna go over all of it this is episode 32 if you're watching on uh youtube or spotify head on over to the website there readycheckradio.com r-a-i-d-e-o do us a favor the socials are all in the upper right hand corner click on them subscribe you know turn on those notifications tell your friends uh, we're closing in on some milestones always nice to have that happen uh both on twitch and youtube and twitter so That'd be nice if you could help us out. And if you like what we do here, make sure you recommend that a friend come. And if you want to, join us live. Join us live. I'm sure chat's going to have some recommendations for our uh, Ready Check Radio OnlyFans account. Huh, Jason? You know, I was going to go in a completely different direction with my opening, but you just brought it right back to that again, didn't you? I did not ask you what's uh, up, though. I used the segue no, to very toss good. it to you in a different way. Very good. What I was going to say was that if we were doing this show in the 90s, Yad would only be on like once every three years because that's how often we got like a video game movie. True. He has nothing True. to talk about. Yeah. He'd be like, I'll be on next week's because there's Mortal Kombat movie coming out, and then I'll see you in four months. I'll see you in no, four months. No, but four years is about often they came. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Like, then, then there was a Tomb Raider movie, and then what? It's like, you know. Speaking of the artist himself, resident Ready Check Radio artist shaking his head. Yeah, hey, this time you, you added. Head? This time you added the movie, the, the movie stuff on there, and asked me if there was anything else. Okay, I did. I did. Because I knew if I and, didn't put it in there, you're just gonna add it anyway. <laughs> and and also, if it was the '90s, you 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 wouldn't need an Asian guy. It would be all white people. That's true. That is true. I guess Asian guys didn't exist before the 2000s. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I I regulated sure to they like. Existed. I'm nope, nope. Uh, Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden Dragon came out in like 2000, 2001. That was it. That was, oh, that was the birth of Asian people. <laughs> that was, was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Good grief. Yep. Wow. Maniacs. Before that, there was not a single Asian person on the planet. Nope. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure they've been around for a lot of history. Look, I watch a lot of history videos on uh, YouTube. And you, there were no history videos. There were no YouTube videos about Asian people before that, 2000. Mad Martha's right. China might have a little something to say about this topic. <laughs> Just a little something oh to say about god. this topic. Oh my god! Bunch of weirdos. Bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Oh hey, let's... that's why Christopher. That's why Christopher Lambert had to play Raiden in the uh, Mortal Kombat movie. And um, um, what's his name? Would uh, Kung Fu Legend continues? Quite. Oh yeah, Kane. David Carradine. Yeah, 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 yeah David right. Carradine. Mm-hmm. No, that's just because Hollywood's racist. That wasn't yeah. because oh, Asians oh, didn't exist. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. That's why a white guy was freaking uh, Charlie Chan. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, my God, yeah. If we go back, it just yeah. gets worse and worse, doesn't okay. it? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It just gets worse. 
Oh, speaking right. of getting worse. Speaking of getting worse, <laughs> good segue. Here's your quick update on Blizzard so that we don't talk about it. Uh, for you know, None of our opinions have changed. If any of those opinions change, of course, we will then go more into depth about it. But since last week, uh, Diablo 4 game director Louis Bariga, lead designer Jesse McRae, and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft are gone from Blizzard. The official statement, which came out after the news had already leaked to sites like Kotaku, was simply that they are no longer with the company. There was no, they were fired for X reasons. They were fired, but we're not going to tell you the reasons. They resigned and left. It, it just, they're no longer with the company. And uh, if you can imagine it, gentlemen, uh, check it out. You know, apparently it doesn't, it's not good to work for Blizzard's QA department either. Uh, their customer service, whether that be in testing or answering phones. Now, first off, yeah, yeah, great. But second off, QA is terrible everywhere. Okay? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, yeah. it is yeah, terrible yeah. everywhere. There was and nothing the, interesting in this report, I thought, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is interesting in the fact that it's there are some things that you might not expect. Yeah, the wages suck, particularly if you're contracted, you know, right? You go work for three months and then don't work for three months. But yeah, that's they, like industry stuff. And again, mm -hmm. not just gaming industry. Working QA in general, you are treated like crap. And I'm not saying that that is right. It is not. It is unequivocally not right. But then you add on to it that Blizzard's already got this other stuff going on and, and you know, it's pile on Blizzard time. But in the context of this stuff, apparently, particularly in the QA department, uh, dead naming transgender employees was also a very, very common thing for Blizzard employees to do and HR to not do a little bit about, including, you know, management walking around saying such incredibly funny things as I identify as an attack helicopter. And HR simply not doing anything about it or stalling or anything. So, yeah, it just generally, again, a lot of this stuff is Blizzard right now. And there are some horrible things going on at Blizzard that need to be addressed. But if you think for a moment that it is just Blizzard... You're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. <laughs> and if you think it's just gaming, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. Uh, on the production side of things, if you were looking forward to peer-to-peer -peer playing in Diablo 2, a feature that Blizzard promised would be there in this game that they are trying to hold as close to the original as they can while making improvements, yeah, you're shit out of luck on that front too because quietly in some beta notes this past week, they said, yeah, we're not doing peer-to-peer -peer anymore. It's not going to be in any future betas and it's not going to be in launch. And that's for your protection, your protection uh, against cheaters, against cheaters. It's easier for us to control the cheaters if you have to go through battle.net and i know this may be a smaller audience you know that wants to land party and reminisce and do stuff like that but it's gone that's not going to be there at least a current uh to their a current announcement so yeah any opinions change on this topic gentlemen or are we still here we go good getting a All little right. worse let's go to actual stuff that could be fun to talk about Although this next topic is also shit, but no, it's not shit. I'm, I'm no, no, it is shit. It's not shit. I, I have very shitty views on this. All right, then I'm gonna throw it to you first. Here's Go ahead. what we're talking about, the gang. Uh, we're, no segue or intro here of any type. I'm just gonna throw it to Jason because I want to hear what he said. Uh, and we'll give you the actual news portions in a minute. But the whole blue box Kojima thing that might be Silent Hills, but seriously is not Silent Hills, guys. Seriously, look, I'm a real game be. director. In, in standing in front of my phone tweeting out 
that it is not Silent Hills. And we kind of felt bad that, like, if it was not Silent Hills, that this company was... No. Now, I don't feel bad for any of these people anymore. None of them. Not a single one of them, Jason. (laughs) All right, so I'll I'll let you go, Jason. Go ahead. So they tweeted out a little thing. Are you ready? We are. And they have a a very foggy video or a a screenshot. It's abandoned. They have their game name, which is their abandoned real-time experience for PlayStation 5. They got, like, a foggy face behind it. And also have a little bit of foggy text just above abandoned that some people think they can they've you know computer you know, like on star trek and star trek you know computer magnify image or whatever and they think it says what was it here uh what welcome was it? to silent hill welcome yeah. to silent hills and it's like are they really actually still trying to ride that wave of making people think they're related to kojima are they actually still doing this despite saying oh we're a real game dev and no we're totally not definitely not absolutely not a part of this and then Kojima himself tweets out something that, uh, what does it say? He Not said, to mention uh, that there's a figure in the background of this image that is a person wearing an eye patch. Very I, reminiscent. I don't put too much into that. Oh, that's very reminiscent of Snake in in mm-hmm. uh, in number four. Uh, and five. But the guy doesn't look, doesn't look, trust me, I played the Metal Gear game, it doesn't look like him. Oh, it's no, a guy with an eye no, patch. that is totally a stock image, but there yeah. is no reason for it to be there. Well, maybe it's the main character of their thing. Whatever, I don't know. No, uh, that you can buy that image. Somebody had actually looked it up. You, it's a, it's like oh. a, a Shutterstock type generic okay, white okay. dude in an eye patch. You know, so it's <laughs> definitely not something they created and, and put on there. Okay. Well, then Kojima himself tweeted us something about that has the word "abandoned" in his tweet. So again, people are like, "Oh, it's totally related. It's the thing." And I guess I, I don't give a bleep about these guys anymore yeah so remember even, their even, if they, project, even if they are not, even if they are not involved with any of this stuff now i just really don't care and i actually actively dislike them uh, yeah i i do too like if if you're not involved now you are just hey this is great for us and i don't think it's great for them by the way but i can understand why they might think hey yod let's keep us tied to this whole kojima conspiracy theory and we'll get some free advertising for abandoned which by the way was supposed to have a reveal last month. We talked about it. It got delayed into this month. It was supposed to be this little app interactive experience type demo-ish thing reveal. That was supposed to come out like four days ago now. It keeps getting delayed day I, after I, I day. Thought the latest, yeah. I thought the latest update from yesterday said it was out. Is it really? Cause yeah, the, the article said it was available. The update I have from yesterday says, oh, it is uh, it is Later live. today from yesterday. Yeah, so yeah from yeah, yesterday. Okay, so yeah, so I had the show notes yeah. done already at this point. But it got right, delayed right. for three or four days as it oh, went yeah. live. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I'm with you, Jason. I, You know what? If you got caught up in this thing before, uh, you know, I feel a little bad for you. I don't feel bad for them now, Yad, because yeah, if you're it, not associated point. with them, you're playing into it for hype. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it's going to bite you in the ass. I think it's oh, going to yeah. bite you in the ass because now that whatever abandoned is, is never going to live up to any expectations. No, no that's the problem. You, you, you've upped the expectations so high that it's connected somehow. And then when it becomes, comes out that it's not, people are going to be, like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not paying for that. Because it's not connected. They yeah. don't. They wanted it to be connected, and it's not. So yeah, I I do wonder though. Do we need? Do we need the cork board with with all the little tags, <laughs> the little... with all the yarn and everything? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. getting there. It's definitely when, when getting are, there. When, 
when are we getting that graphic? Or are, are we, are we getting? Are we going to have an actual cork board behind you at some point? We have all the sticky notes. I got space you're, on my wall. You're the artist. <laughs> yeah, you're... But yeah, no, but it's got to be actual physical. It's got to be a physical object behind you. There, where, where you got all the <laughs> other push stuff. pins going. Yeah, I, I just, I'm with you, Jason. I kind of. If it is part of you know Silent Hill or something that they're working on with Kojima, then fine. Um, no, it's still I not do fine. have a problem with you specifically saying that it wasn't then, because right. that's yeah. a flat out lie. That yeah. wasn't you being PR coy and dodging the question. You flat out lied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it isn't, I don't feel bad for you now because you basically doomed your project. Uh, mm-hmm. There. Everybody will be disappointed by it, no matter how good it is. By the way, this company doesn't have a good track record with actually releasing things, people. Like, if I'm Kojima, this probably isn't the company I look to. I didn't even know this company had a track record. I oh, thought they have it, a track record of said... Kickstarters that didn't get funded and then uh, demos that were delayed okay. forever. Well, that was and... a thing. Yeah, I remember reading. Yeah, I remember seeing about that when we were looking at them before. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is not the company you get into bed with to go do something like Metal Gear or Silent Hill. Uh, I, I just why? What? Is... <sighs> so now I don't feel bad for him. I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't want anything bad to happen to him and. For God's sakes, if it's not Silent Hill, stop, don't send death threats and stuff, you morons. Don't do that <laughs> that type of stuff. Just ignore uh, them. That'll be the best thing you could possibly do. Just ignore them. Anyway. news. Do you guys want to see yeah. something that I bought this week? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't arrived yet. Otherwise, I would have worn it for the show yet. Or for the show today. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... I don't own any Hawaiian shirts, like those floral print button downs or anything okay, like that. Right. I don't. I don't own any of those. I do. And when we were in Florida and we streamed some of you know going to Disney earlier this year, um, there was what what was a uh, Tommy Bahama? Is that it? Yeah, I that's don't know. something. Yeah, Johnny Bahama, Tommy Bahama. I don't. Know. Oh, Somebody can oh, chat yeah. and chat and show me the Bahama clothing line. Uh, some of them looked pretty cool, and they had like different. Like, I don't want to wear flowers and shit, but that's not me. Why not? Uh, and another wrong man has to wear flowers. Me. Yeah, a man can wear. Dude, the amount of pink shirts I own. All right, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right. I can wear flowers. I just don't like them. But I did see like Disney ones, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Uh, but they were just like ridiculously expensive. Tommy Bahama. I think it's Tommy Bahama. Somebody in chat, help me. It's Tommy uh, Bahama. Move on. Is it? Come on. Is it really Tommy Bahama? I don't care if it's Bob Smith. I, I don't, I'm I don't wondering know. if it's Tommy Bahama now, Jason. Oh, my God. Jeez. Jason. It's going to be a four-hour-long podcast. Jason, is it Tommy, is it Tommy Bahama, Bahama it is. Jason? It is. It is? Next question. They make the Hawaiian He's just pissing right. me off. <laughs> <laughs> How long, yeah, why did it take me so long to figure out I'm just trying to piss you off? <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought I saw this one. I didn't buy one. They were too expensive. I saw this one online, uh, so I went ahead. Um, I saw this one online, so I, I went ahead and bought it. Uh, that is a Final Fantasy Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. <laughs> nice. It's not here yet. When it gets here, I will wear it uh, on the okay. show. 
Uh, for those of you watching the show, by the way, we will have a gaming gumbo next Saturday as normal, but the following Saturday will be a week off. So just a, a programming note for all of you. Thank God. <laughs> Don't it'll give, us, your crap it'll for give us time to look up the Bahamas. <laughs> uh, uh. It took Jason so long. He's <laughs> like, now you're just fucking with me. Um, all right, let's talk about some new games. Uh, this is one that, whoops, I meant to turn that off. That's it is spiffy. I don't I don't need mm -hmm. your approval on my Hawaiian shirts. Um <laughs> two things. Elden Ring, I know some people were worried that it was going to be an Epic score, uh, store exclusive. Jason had speculated, you know, maybe Epic shells out some money and makes it exclusive. The Steam page is up for Elden Ring. J uh, Jason's still not convinced that that's coming in January. But does that mean anything that the Steam page is up? Metro whatever had a Steam page too, didn't it? Well, their whole that was their whole like pre-order Kickstarter thing yeah. was that it was going to be Steam. Yeah, I remember that. That, that led to yeah, some that, yeah. lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, you're probably right in this yeah. case. It probably is not going to be. There's Epic, no so. way you make Elden Ring Epic Store exclusive. I mean, I guess well, not if now, the dollar amount is big enough, but oh, yeah. I think Epic's got other things they they got to deal with right now before that. So there you go, little confirmation. Uh, what we're looking really? at here, though, trailer-wise, is Frostpunk 2 is officially a thing. Uh, set 30 years after the first game for you you pro, uh, Frostpunk fans. Now, this was teased a little bit ago, um, so we kind of knew there was going to be one, but now we've got a little more. Oil is all the rage. Can't fathom the sort of awful decisions and sacrifice you'll need to make in pursuit of getting some more oil uh once led into temptation we could not be delivered from evil we did what we had to do from Frostpunk Frostpunk 2's brief but foreboding synopsis jason did you ever play the first one i, I feel I, like I this looked is at one it. of your games i did sort of think about it and then i got into playing that other one end zone that is like post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah, yeah. other one so I did a lot of that and kind of got my fill of it there and didn't never got into Frostpunk, but it's always been something that's been around my radar and that's looked kind of cool to, to try out. Although I did read, read a review when it was new and it said it was kind of like, uh, I don't know what it said, but it was just kind of a, not bad, but just kind of a downer in some way. It's not obviously post-apocalyptic having to eat people to survive or whatever. Sure, it can be. That can be a bit of a downer. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I think you know going into it that there's... there's something, something about some gameplay elements that I was done. I was like, yeah. No, I'll keep an eye on it, but won't necessarily like go out of my way to get it. And now there's now that there's a sequel. What I think about is it's gonna be like a lot of games where you see they they put out the first game and it does pretty well, okay. And the second game is the actual one where they get everything right, and that's the one they really build on. They they do what they take what they learned from the first game and improve on it for the second, and that's the one that they really explore and do great with. So that that's kind of where I think this might go. This might be this might be the definitive Frostpunk experience if you're looking to get that sort of thing. Yeah, it, but if you look at it, the like the focus on the oil and stuff, I think does take a, a little bit away of it, the the previous game's style, right? Yeah, because that was very like diesel punk. Uh, yeah, oil, almost well, steampunkish type. You know. Yeah, style. oil is very diesel punk, and if it's gonna go that style, style wise, you know, stylistic elements and your design and stuff like that, can it still be called frost punk? Or right. Is it now diesel punk? Because I had no There's idea what a lot of frost was until I looked it up. There's definitely <laughs> a lot of frost in this trailer. <laughs> there is a lot of frost in that trailer, though. Yeah, it, it is very frosty. 
Uh, I am mildly interested in it. Um, I did not play the DLC for the first one. And, uh, you know, according to Games Radar, the end of the On the Edge DLC kind of faded out and teased the year 1916. So that's probably the, the setting for this sequel if they're going to pick up right there. Uh, I'm kind of mildly interested. We, we don't know a release date or anything yet. We do know that it will not be EGS exclusive. Uh, <laughs> right now it is slated for Steam, Epic Games, and GOG uh, via PC. And I'm sure at some point we'll get a, a, con a console release on it. Uh, but it is, I, Jason, I think I'm kind of with you. Like, I never pulled the the trigger on the DLC because I did play the original, and while I did enjoy it, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to be in the mood to, like, kick a dog all day because it's just such a downer. Like, mm -hmm. but I, it's funny because I knew that it's what I was getting into. It's a post-apocalyptic thing. It's not supposed to be cheerful. Another it one that I am really cheerful. interested in, though, that comes out in five days. This is one we talked about a little bit. I think it was during either a state of play or some companies, you know, just dropping a bunch of stuff on a stream like Xbox's stream or whatever. Uh, and that is 12 minutes. Uh, so this is a game. It actually uh, features Daisy Ridley uh, doing some voice, Willem Dafoe, James McAvoy, uh, and is kind of one of those, you're gonna relive the same thing over and over very quickly uh, and try to figure out the best solution to the whole situation. Uh, have Do you guys remember talking about this? So Kind of, when, yeah. It, when, it, it was very familiar when I was watching the trailer. Go ahead. When, when this was first shown off in, at E3 last year, like in 2020, yeah. This is one of the games that I looked at. I think we talked about it on M-Mobile, because I remember talking about this with you then, saying this was one of the things I looked at that looked kind of cool and offbeat that I was kind of interested in. So I've been paying attention to this for a while now. Yeah, so so <laughs> Mad Martha and Chad, I heard a lot of people rave about this, uh, and I kind of get it, to be honest, but the repetition does not appeal. I, and I could totally understand that. I mean, if it's... So to give you a little synopsis here, right? 12 minutes is played from a top-down perspective of an apartment suite shared by a man and his wife, including the main living room, the kitchen area, their bedroom, and the bathroom. The player controls the husband during these events in this style of kind of like the old school point and click adventure games, uh, where he's free to do various actions. Without taking certain actions over the course of the 12 minutes, the man learns his wife is pregnant, but a police officer arrives at the apartment accuses the wife of murdering his father several years ago and in trying to arrest her knocks out the husband and attacks and kills the wife and her unborn child the game then goes back and restarts at that original point and now you can try to take actions to learn that the wife is a suspect how to prevent her arrest other actions to find kind of the the best result over the last 12 minutes otherwise back and restart the 12 minutes over, but you are never given exact information on what the goal is. So you don't know, hmm. is it just, I'm supposed to, you know, maybe kill the cop and we run and we live happily ever after on the run. Am I supposed to find out who killed my dad? Am I like, you don't know what the goal of this is. It's one of those things like mist was a lot of fun for me back in the day and granted mist was not this type of repetition where you're playing that but it is kind of just hey do your thing yod and you figure out what the goal of the damn game is right it, it's it's a it's an interesting concept 
and the, the fact that you have to do certain things to find more information but you're not sure you know like you said you're not sure are are you supposed to exonerate her or are you supposed to find out she's guilty are you supposed to kill the cop are you supposed to you know run are you supposed to just let it play out like it, you know like it is yeah you kind of don't even know jason who's the good guy quotes right or who in quotes is the bad guy like is is the murdering of your wife, you know, a net good from the, the cop's perspective because it's justice on this person that killed your father? Did your wife not kill your father and the cop is a bad guy? Hell, is the cop even a cop? Like, you don't, you just don't know until you work through this a few times. And you know what? <laughs> Depending on your viewpoint, I could see, like, the actual point of the game being very different for you than it might be for me. Because I read things a different way, and you know what? My wife, she had to go. <laughs> she had to go. <laughs> and what I want to know, of course, is you know they have twelve minutes right there in the title, so that's the size of every loop. How many do you have to go through to get to win it to win the game or whatever? Yeah, like, it me, does like, kind of like lead you to the well. Is this something I'm going to sit and play oops, for two hours an and hour then I'm two, never going to yeah. play it again, or what? Yeah, so that that's a bit of a that's a value proposition for me. I want to know what I'm going to get out of it from that standpoint as well. So I'll probably at least wait until I hear reviews and see what people are saying about it before I think about uh, picking it up. I think it's it one out next week, apparently. Yeah, five days from now, 19th. Um, I, I think it's one of those ones that's going to be hard to review, though. Because this, I, I well, think, this either fits somebody's wheelhouse or it doesn't. I mean, the concept of it fits my wheelhouse just fine. It's, I just yeah. don't want to spend 20, 30 bucks on a game I do play for like two hours. Like, right. Eh. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm definitely interested. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is just absolute, uh, an absolute <laughs> just mess. Uh, <laughs> but I love him. Uh, absolutely love him. So we'll see. Five days. Five days. Maybe Five I days. will stream that next week. Because that's what? Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Uh, so no, I'm not going to stream like that. that. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Oh, uh, Switch Indie World stream happened, and if you missed it, you've got a bunch of stuff on the Nintendo Switch you can take uh, advantage of. Now, some of these have been released for a while on other platforms. Some of them, even now that they're released on the Switch, also, at the same time, launched on other platforms. So they may not be exclusive to the Switch, but they were part of the Nintendo Indie World stream uh, this week. Uh, I think the biggest on here, obviously, is Axiom Verge 2. Uh, I was a huge fan of the original. I like Metroidvanias or search actions, whatever you want to call them. They'll always be Metroidvanias to me. Um, so I I loved Axiom Verge. I thought it was incredibly creative and just fit that whole Metroid, pro or Metroid um, a Super Metroid vibe, Castlevania, uh, Symphony of the Night vibe for me. Totally worked. Axiom 2, now released as well. Others on the list... Boyfriend Dungeon getting a lot of attention. Uh, that looks interesting, actually. Uh, not according to the reviews, but maybe. Really? <laughs> I, I looked at the website and, and read through it a little bit, and the little preview they got gave you, and it, it seemed kind of interesting to me. But okay. Yeah. Ninety percent on Steam. It's got a six yeah. out of ten on IGN. So I, I think, yeah. like though that. Like twelve minutes though, yeah. This I think is right. you have an idea of whether, yeah, yeah. Before you even buy this, you probably have an idea of whether it's yours or your your thing or not. Right. 
Right. Plunger, it looks plunder like, the dumb and Hades take your weapons on dates. Capture the hearts of cuties to level them up. Boyfriend Dungeon is the the playful. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. this is on their own website, by the way. Yep. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon is the the playful shack and slash the world's been waiting for. <laughs> uh, Kid Fox Games developing Boyfriend Dungeon in coordination with Dating Dungeon fans. If you want to influence the game's romantic directions, peek behind the scenes. Or just get the latest news. Join the mailing list or follow us on Twitter. Oh, look, here's so Sawyer of QA. Likes poetry, <laughs> social justice, and video games. Dislikes pressure and snobs. Hmm. Uh, Pocket is a cat, but is a weapon of brass knuckles. Right. With knives. Dislikes with other knives. cats and unrequited affection. <laughs> uh, dislikes crowds and social media. Sallownish and shallownish fan clubs strict rules cynics so uh while this may be fun for some i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say this probably is not for me jason Aww. well you you're you, are you all about it i'd play it yeah sure Would, what the hell I, yeah, not, i'll play anything but i'm not buying <laughs> like somebody gifts this to me on steam yeah sure i'll stream it but uh, i'm not buying this i'm not buying um, it. i'm not buying your metroidvania so there Oh, Q in chat Whoa. saying the problem people have with Boyfriend Dungeon now is that one of the characters is stalkery, and you mm. can't opt out mm. of that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would like that, to that be... That could be a problem. I would like to be able to opt out of being stalked. Thanks. Yeah, that, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Curious Expedition 2, Garden Story, Islanders Console Edition, Necro Barista, Final Pour, and Slime Rancher, which I actually had a lot of fun streaming randomly on Ready Check Radio one time uh, via Steam. Slime Rancher is interesting. Yeah, it is. I think you. I think you're the one that asked me to do that one. It uh, is possible. Because you saw it on my Steam library, yeah. and you, when I was like, I just brought it up on stream, and I was like, I have no idea what I'm streaming tonight. Pick one, and I think you were one of the ones that was like, dude. Do do slime rancher. That was interesting. Remember yeah. the the, the uh, like malignant slime started eating all the other ones. We couldn't yep. figure out how to stop it. Yep, it's a fun little thing to figure out. Necro barista. Can we say millennium much? Says Mad Martha. <laughs> What's up, Baron? Welcome, welcome. So, uh, gentlemen, out of the list, I think. Axiom 2 Verge 2 is definite buy. I almost bought it yesterday, but then I got tied up doing MMO bomb stuff and never got back to my cart. So I am going to buy that one. Boyfriend Dungeon's probably a no for me. Uh, Slime Rancher I already own, so that's going to be a no on the Nintendo Switch. And then Curious Expedition 2, Garden Story, Islanders, and Necro Barista. If you're wondering why we like didn't do more in-depth on those four, yeah. Because, you know, they're little RPGs or little go-do-this stuff. And yeah. it, they're indie games. And, you know, maybe they're going to be for you. Maybe they're not. They weren't for me. Jason, how's this list break down for you? Indie games aren't usually my thing anyway, especially on the Switch, which I don't have. So Right. So, yeah, that's an 0 Same for 6. Boat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, an 0 for 6 from you. All right. So we you got two purchases, one of which was already made. So one purchase. <laughs> one purchase. Today is the 14th of August, 2021. Yes. yes. On the 18th of August, 2021, four days from now, Bandai Namco will be releasing a demo for Tales of Arise on the PS4, the PS5, the Xbox One, and the Series X. 
Set in a world where the nation of Dana was conquered by the technologically superior country of Rena and split into five realms, players will experience the story through the protagonist Iron Mask and Shion. I cannot wait. I love the Tales <laughs> series. Love it. We were talking about it on my stream uh, Wednesday, I think, here on Ready Check Radio. It was, we just, that was it. It was, I, we were playing Bloodstained. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Metroidvania. And we were just talking about the Tales series. Berseria, Zillia, you know, uh, Symphonia, like all of them. They're so good. They're so, so good. Then we started talking about Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, but I am all about this. Arise looks so, like so much fun. I love the Tales series to begin with. I like the kind of direction that this seems to be going in. A little bit different for the Tales series. Absolutely love it. This is a not only a day one demo for me, but a absolute day one purchase. We will be streaming this on release week. Absolutely. Can't wait. Four days till the demo. Jason, I know you're just as excited. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely, man. I can't wait to watch you play it, I guess. You ever play a Tales game? No. Not one. I thought no. you like liked RPGs. I've been into JRPGs for like 15 years. The hell am I gonna do with you? What I play plenty I of RPGs. It comes out September 10th, so I don't have to wait that long. Huh? It'll be delayed. It's not that long. <laughs> I mean, it could be delayed, but you know, at this point, yeah, would it be delayed? Yeah, you like the Tales series, right? I can't be the only one on this show. Yeah, I've uh, the the wife has Vesperia over on the shelf. Yeah, there. that's like a 360. Yeah, yeah, I messed around in there for a little while. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It is a lot of fun. So, yeah. You guys are never... I mean, I did enjoy it. And uh, I'll probably enjoy watching you play the new one. So are... the problem is the Tales series are pretty much all on consoles, and I've only recently had access to, like, a newerish console, so that's Well, you can get most of them on Steam now, too. Can you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steam uh... Tales series. I don't know which ones are actually there. Here we go. Tales, Tales of, of Arise, I see. Berseria. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so Berseria, 40 bucks or 50 bucks. Symphonia, 20 bucks. Zestria, eh, you can kind of skip that one. It's it's okay, but play one of the others first. Yeah, but also look at it. I mean, too, and they, they mentioned this too in the Tales of Arise thing. It's more action-oriented as opposed to like yeah. menu or command-based. And that, that, that definitely screams like 1987 to me being a, a oh, yeah? turn-based thing. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely hasn't been my thing for like thirty years. Well, no, the the new one is is more action though. Yeah, arises. Yeah, arises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you were talking about Zestria. Like yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Zestria. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it skip Zestria. Um, unless you just like the story of the rest, then come back. Um, but yeah, arises. That's why I said I'm looking forward to arise because it's got a lot going on for it that's still very tales, but it's also kind of evolving that combat in a little bit of a different direction. Love them. Love them. I'm amazed. I mean, these really aren't on sale on Steam. No, like that, that that's another point. I was, I was like, 60 bucks yeah, still, really? 50, 50, they're, 50, they're 20. Kinda, uh, yeah, they're kind of price there. That's worth it. That's absolutely worth it. But I don't know if it's still worth 50 bucks to get Vesperia, Zestiria, or Berseria, 50 bucks each on Steam. And then Tales of Arise is, you know, 60 bucks. I mean, at this point, aren't they just all on Game Pass and you just play, play them for free? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Tales, games on Game Pass? 
I don't know. Something Microsoft doesn't have? <laughs> Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Get it now, Game Pass. So that, at least one is, yeah. Yeah. Although oh, my. No, although neither of you do the freaking Why are you asking me that? Because neither of you do the Game Pass either. For, for chat and the rest of the fans out there. There you watching. go. He's doing it for, for, for them. <laughs> Search Tales of. Are there any other ones here? Uh, Tales of Arise. And then, no, the definitive uh, edition of Vesperia. So that's it. But there is one on Game Pass if you want to play that one. The names sound go. like medications. <laughs> for the two CCs of Vesperia and call me. Mad Martha just said, Yod did, just did a for the people moment. Yes. <laughs> for yes. The people. For the people. Anyway, I'll be playing the demo in a couple of days. And, and yeah. All right. Let's slide over to the movies portion of this. Yes. So did anybody see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No. Okay. I've been meaning to, yeah, that, but I haven't too. gotten wrong to it. Me too. Like, I actually heard it was pretty decent. Like, it was okay. Yeah, after they it wasn't, fixed it. It wasn't crap. You know, it wasn't total crap. So, uh, apparently, uh, it did well enough that they're going to make another one. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And, uh, and? Idris Elba tweeted <laughs> this past week. Knock, Whoa. knock. Hashtag Sonic Movie 2. Hashtag Knuckles. And a picture of Knuckles' hand. Saw it the other day when your wife's family was in town. It was okay. What's up, Tikal? Thank you for the first time chat. Welcome. Uh, not exactly like I would never have expected that tweet to come from that particular actor, Yad. I love Idris Elba. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But I would not have expected that to be the voice of Knuckles. No, no, me neither. I mean, it's been a while since I played a Sonic game. I don't think I played one with Knuckles in it, so I don't have a mental image of what the voice should be but it wasn't Idris Elba yeah absolutely <laughs> and like not. I said I like love the actor I watched Su Suicide Squad the other day when it came out you know on HBO Max and great actor but Knuckles <laughs> it's I, a little I, weird yeah just a little bit I have to see it. I, mean, I guess. I guess I gotta watch the first one now. Now, to... now, are we sure here, or is this gonna be like the whole Silent Hills thing? Is he just working <laughs> with them? Is it deep fake or something? <laughs> do, do we need a corkboard for this one too? That's kind of a big grab too, because he's kind. He's it big is. right now. Yeah, know, he's he's very big right now. Yeah, he, that can't be. That could not have been cheap for them. Like I mean, as much as you Jim might, Carrey as much as you might, yeah. might like Jim Carrey and stuff like that. He was but a little Jim cheaper Carey to get now at this point in his career. Yeah, he's not, like, ultra hot. Right, right. So. I don't know. Yeah, Jason, it, Jason it, can it you imagine kind of... Knuckles in that voice? Because Knuckles is kind of like what? He got he, he kind of goes back and forth from bad guy to good guy to bad guy to good guy and has this, like, yeah. little rivalry with Sonic and shit like that. And... Yeah, it says he's going to be a bad guy in the, in the movie. says he's going to be a bad guy. Villainous role as Dr. Robotnik. He's Robot at least going to start that way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I don't know. I don't know. Who yeah. would you have voiced, had him voice it, though? Though I don't think. Gonna... <laughs> like I said, I, I don't have a mental image of, or Peter a mental Dinklage. audio image of, let's, of him. Let's have Peter Dinklage do it. Uh, there you go. Sure, why that not? That went well in Destiny. <laughs> hey, I liked the no, Dicklebot, okay? Didn't. Come I on. did. I enjoyed Dicklebot. Why are you hosting? <laughs> 
Because Destiny 2 is my favorite game. I hate it. Yeah, Kinetic, that's kind of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Knuckles was, like, all broody and stuff like that, and I just don't hear Idris Elba, you know, and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Of course, he's, he's super talented, so it's not like he can't oh, he pull it off, but it's just not who I would have imagined. We'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, this, I think, is just dumb, by the way, this next little movie piece. Elijah Wood, you might remember him, right? Frodo? Nah. He's done other stuff, too, but Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. He, Frodo. he wants to see Grand Theft Auto as a movie or a TV show. And initially, when I read the headline, I was like, isn't it just every shitty TV drama anymore is basically happening in San Andreas and it's just like crime-ridden cities with dirty cops and... I, but yeah, he thinks the universe of GTA lends itself beautifully to a screen adaptation or a TV show. This is his quote. I mean, yeah. I think Vice City would be amazing, although that already is sort of inspired by Miami Vice. But mm -hmm. GTA 5, I mean, the kind of characters that are present within the context of that game very much lends itself either to a film or a TV series that would be amazing. I don't think I agree, Jason. He's Yeah, like I said, it's generic guys pulling heists and stuff. It's like, yeah, they had good scripts, I suppose. I suppose the uh, cutscenes were well voiced and the plot was okay, but it's not that special. It doesn't need to be plus please for the love of God, let this game die and move on to the next game. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, and they've been talking about doing movies in this franchise since like early 2000 teens like 2010 mm -hmm. 2011 2012 they've they wanted to do movies in this and i just don't get it to me yod it would feel like you made some action generic action movie and you just slapped gta mm -hmm. onto the title right it would feel like to me more an ip cash grab than a movie about grand theft auto it, or in it, the grand theft does, auto world it, it does depend on how you spin it i guess and if I remember correctly, I think that where he was talking about this was when he was doing uh, Hot Ones, where, where you, yeah, eat, you gotta eat hot the wings. wings and talk about so it. maybe, yeah. maybe uh, he had like a problem in the brain because no, of the hot sauce. I, I watched the episode. I watched the, the episode. Uh, and because uh, I watched, the, I actually watched the episode before you you did the show notes, so you know it was fresh on my mind. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so Elijah Wood has has an interesting um thing where he he actually created a a company to make horror movies he's got a thing for horror movies oh yeah i love some of his stuff and i think he does wonderful work for smaller genres this was just a stupid thing to say according to me but well i, I can see that <laughs> according I can see to where me <laughs> I, I i can totally see where you're coming from but mike I mean, burn 2021 <laughs> If you take a horror movie spin to it as opposed to just an action Wait, flick. what? Wait, now you want to make GTA Grand Theft horror? Auto Five the horror movie. Thriller horror. Thriller type. Okay, not, take, not, take, not, take me through the synopsis here. This is the zombie mob. How do you do this? 5. How do you do this? So, Trevor so is a to, scary dude. I'll give you that. but <laughs> you, you have the main character that, that gets caught up in this world of crime and, and drugs all and right. all that stuff. And... He, you know, he's not a, he's not normally in that type of world. Okay. So, as, as with a lot of thrillers and stuff like that, it it's more psychological on, you know, 
what's going to happen to him, how he's going to react to this. And it, it, right, but then you don't, gonna, don't, it's, it's don't you lose follow. kind of what makes Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto then, though? Possibly. If and, that's and, the focus. Right. And, and like, like, like you said, if, if it's just Grand Theft Auto the way it is, it's, it's not going to work. But as of late, what video game movie actually is what the video game is? True, and but Jason, here, like I've played multiple Grand Theft Auto games. I think you have too, right? You've touched multiple ones through the years. Like, I'm not saying their plots are garbage; they, <laughs> they aren't. But has there ever been one that, like, you were just riveted by the Grand Theft Auto story? No, no. <laughs> some good characters along enough the way, that you're right? like, they should right. make this story yeah. a movie. Like, I, I like I mean, Nico in, in four; that was, he was cool. But yeah. that that's that's part of it too. Is that Grand Theft Auto isn't a riveting story-driven game, but it's got some interesting characters. I mean, what do what do the average people do in Grand Theft Auto? Go jack a car, pick up a hooker, beat her to death after you pay her, right? I think so you can get your money back. I think Frank or Chad is right. Make it based off of like streamers GTA RPing. Some of that <laughs> stuff is hysterical. I mean, that could some work of that as well. Is so good, so good. So you know, it, it's there, there's there's possibilities there. I don't think. Or go with your horror thing. Call it call it grave theft auto. Ah, but I, I'm not. He did, he did it. He did it. That dude's a moneymaker right there. <laughs> Welcome to the writers' room, my friend. Welcome to the writers' room. We're kind of get a symbol uh, right there, right? Hey, Yad, did you uh, end up watching the Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild? I did. I did. All we right, did give us your review. Monster. What happened? What did you think? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> It had promise. It, it it did have a lot of promise. Well, yeah, um, it said Monster I, Hunter in the title, so it already had a yeah. lot of promise. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got caught up a little bit in the graphics, because um, of course you did. Well, the the character Julius, um, he he's the dual sword wielding dude in in the in the show. I mean, it's not really that much of a spoiler because if you see him, he he wields the dual blades. He looks like he he's a player character on a video game because his face doesn't emote right and like the hair looks like it's like a generic hairstyle that's molded to his head where you can tell when other things are rendered even parts of his armor that they have the ability to do fur and fine hair and stuff like that but he just looks like he was put together as a player character (laughs) and it, it it bugged me Looked like somebody hit random on character creation right, screen. <laughs> right, because his eyes and his mouth and his nose and stuff like that, they, they didn't emote the same as all the other characters. So you could tell with the other characters that they can do it. They can do it well. See, th- this, but with this, him... this whole thing struck me as exactly what we were just talking about with Grand Theft Auto, that I'm like, I love Monster Hunter, but there right. isn't a Monster Hunter game where I was like, man, this story is just amazing. Uh, the, well, this the, the is story, fantastic. The story itself actually felt like a prequel to Monster Hunter Worlds. Because you had the red-haired um, hunter dude that you that you meet on the boat. In, in, that was Monster Hunter World, right? Yeah. The one where you can play with friends? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do that in multiple ones. But yeah, I would assume right. that that's the, the, fr- the one you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Right, 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 right. The the one that had like the what 
Iceborne or something. That's the one with the recently. swords and the armor. <laughs> the swords and the monsters <laughs> and, and the dragons. Yeah. yeah. Go cut the tails off. and. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's Dauntless. Uh, that's Dauntless. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. But no, um, it, it felt like it was a prequel to that game because you, you deal with the uh, the redheaded hunter that you meet on the ship that's kind of cocky and stuff like that, and you, you talk to him a little bit. So it, it's kind of his story on how he became a hunter. Um, mostly the graphics were nice. Uh, the dialogue could have used a little tweaking because a lot of times it felt like... It kind of felt like you were in a video game and you you just you were hearing the little catchphrases that people would say in the video nice. game. <laughs> um, so overall, it was watchable. <laughs> But but it I felt a little let down because it had so much promise, which which happens a lot with video game movies. Where, where I, I want to see that one. whenever they have thing where the show like yeah. well, here's what the critics are saying: a great great sensation, wonderful show, watchable. Yeah, watchable. <laughs> it's like doing a first look, and I'm like, well, it booted. <laughs> I can definitely play this game. The game was playable. It's playable. It's playable. <laughs> Which actually compared to like, Cyberpunk, it's yeah, you know, that, that's pretty good. Uh, got exactly. him again. Got him. We got the reference in. Thank you, Jason. Before we slide over and do our games of the yeah. week, gentlemen, I want to show you two things just that make me scratch my head uh, and get your take on them. So let me let me cue up the first one here. These are just kind of, huh, the world of gaming is fun. The world of gaming <laughs> is fun. This emote had to be removed from Fortnite. All it is is a bear hug. It's just a bear hug, guys. Watch. I don't understand why the bear hug. Look, reach your arms out and give the hug. Right. Wait, what? what? Oh. What? Well. Okay, what? Okay, I, I... Let's, let's see that in, in, in close-up, in close-up. Give me a hug. Hey, what? Wow. <laughs> so, of course, yeah, the, the internet was delayed, ultra, so. ultra mature about it. They, the, the internet was just super mature about it. Epic did go ahead and issue refunds and, and go ahead and take that you know, off. But who hasn't done something like that with some emote and some I, I mean, I thought honestly, you were going to say, yeah. who hasn't accidentally crotch-hugged somebody? <laughs> <laughs> That's never an accident for me. Uh, And then we have from uh, the Halo universe, the bots apparently have figured, like, this is during beta, player view, you know, going after a bot. Here comes the bot. Throw a little grenade in there. Bot comes around. Bot gets the best of the player. And then what happens? Oh, yeah. I think the video (laughs) shows. Aww. What happened, video? What, what? I think my video froze. Oh, no. Is it playing for you? No, no I, it, I don't it, see it. It's frozen. Yeah, yeah, stop. My, my, mine was delayed, so I'm only seeing it now. Aww. Yeah, it's frozen. No. Oh, it didn't get there. No. It did not get there. What is going on with the video? Your whole climax just stopped. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Here, let me try reloading it. See it. See if that does it. Player, grenade, recapping. Player dead. Here comes the bot. 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, get some. Bot gotcha. Uh, <laughs> they're learning. The bots have figured out how to teabag. This, this, Except this is they how, haven't. This, Except this is how they Terminator really begins. They, <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Skynet. <laughs> this is there's, what you taught t- them. Anyway, the three t- four studios, three four three studios did actually have a comment about that that said we don't have explicit programming that tells the bots to teabag or taunt you in any way. We never want to punish learning, especially not by having bots engage in behaviors that a player could feel is exclusionary. The bots are meant to be welcoming and fun for players of all skill levels, mm-hmm. and a feature designed to taunt a player would oppose that goal. They said that this is actually a hiccup with the bot's transversal programming. If that happened to be observed (laughs) shortly after a kill near a player's body, it could definitely feel like intentional behavior. In reality, the bot was just struggling to go up the stairs. And it (laughs) caused the bots to leave the ground for an imperceptibly brief moment, then play the landing animation in this case, in this case, a slight crouch. But yeah, again, uh, the internet was very mature about this one. Oh, of course it yeah, was. Yeah, and said, that's okay. That's okay. Let's slide over and do our games of the week. I'm going to go first since Axiom, Axiom Verge 2 came out and I haven't played it yet because I didn't hit buy yesterday when I was in the cart because <laughs> I was doing shit. Uh, I do want to go ahead and recommend Axiom Verge, the original. You can pick it up for very, very cheap right now. Uh, of course, there's like a little collector's bundle, particularly if you want to play it on the Switch, but you can just pick it up. A fantastic search action, Metroidvania, whatever you want to call it type game with some great weapons, some great guns, great story, great art, great music made by one person. I can't speak highly enough about it. It is a little bit older, so you can catch it for pretty cheap right now and then go ahead and support it by buying the sequel. But my recommendation for the game of the week is going to be Axiom Verge. We're going to go to the other two gentlemen and get them to recommend a game for you. It could be something they're playing right now. They've played some time in their life. Or maybe they've never really played it at all, but they think they should, and they want to recommend it to you in the comments. you got to let us know who gave the best recommendation, either on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com. And you know what? While you're down there, let us know how you would make GTA V a TV show a or a movie. Jason, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it to The Turing Test, which is a clever Ooh. little uh, first-person puzzler that I played about a year, year and a half ago. Streamed, I think, the whole thing of it. Took like eight hours, something, to get through, so it wasn't too long. Bought on sale. It's like $20 normal, but, you know, get $20 for 10 hours. Like, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a neat little puzzle where you're playing as an astronaut on one of the moons of Jupiter and have to figure out, you know, what's going on. How 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 have we, uh, how have we gotten to this point and what's, what's the whole plot of everything? And you do little puzzles. Like, a lot of them are almost portal-esque in a way, without actual portal. I might actually have portals. I don't remember. But it figured out how to traverse the room by putting stuff in various places and whatnot and attaching power and so on. So good little fun thing to try out. Neat little mystery. Yod. All right. I'm going to make a little callback to this week's Relic Grind and say Tomb Raider, <laughs> the uh, game where it's a reboot and you are playing Laura Croft before she is a Badass, dual gun wielding, you know, awesome badass relic, badass relic hunter. 
and she's trapped on an island, and you got to build up your skills from scratch. It was a lot of fun. There you go. And it was the first game I got on PS4. Turing Test, the newer Laura, uh, the newer Tomb Raiders, or Axiom Verge, the original. Let us know in the comments. Chat, don't go anywhere after the show. We'll go dead for about 15 seconds, but then we'll be coming up live with Torchwick, who will be streaming. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. What about you? I, I can't complain. Nobody listens. What are you playing today? Are we still in Vagrant Story, or are you, have you get, finally given up? Because you are saying I'm, you're not enjoying that game. I'm too stubborn to give up, so we're still playing Vagrant Story. It's getting a lot more tolerable than I know what I'm doing, though. I'm actually having fun again. So by looking a little stuff up, you've managed to capture the fun a little bit. So if you like PS1 yeah. classics, Vagrant Story, Torchic will be streaming that next on Games Older Than Me. Have you given any thought to what is next? So I I always have a list of games. Yeah. Uh, just in case something ends early for it's not working or I just do give up. Right now, the ones I'm looking at are I might go back and do Dark Souls. Or some of the early Legacy of Cain games. Ooh, yeah, Jason. He needs to play some Legacy of Cain and get schooled. Get schooled a little bit. Learn about Nosgoth. Learn about what you missed in a multiplayer game nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Except Jason ended up loving. <laughs> yeah, no. My bad. Of course, we will be back next Saturday with Gaming Gumbo. Uh, but not the following Saturday. So join us next week, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, for another show. Until then, Yad, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yad Artworks on Twitter, Yad Artworks on Facebook, and right here on Gaming Gumbo. Jason. Uh, on Twitter, Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and we'll tweet at you every time we go live with a show or a streamer. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.